is this is a football podcast, man. Meat, football, good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. I'm Josh, uh, and in this episode, we're having a blast. We're talking news. Uh, you know, we're, we're diving into the NFL uh, from this past week, commiserating over our, our fantasy woes. We're talking players that we're thankful for. We're even getting in a, a whole diatribe about Kyle Pitts. I don't have to stare down my tight end position to be like, I got to start Kyle Pitts, right? Like, I just, I can't start him. And it's it's so much of a relief. And it feels so nice to be like, there's just not the option to start Kyle Pitts. I have to start <laughs> Tyler Higby or somebody like that. You're over like, him. It's you're so, like, it's so such relieving. a relief. I have to start Tyler Higby. <laughs> said nobody ever. So yeah, this episode is going to be a fun one. Uh, we dive into some players that we're thankful for, and of course, Ben gives us his weekly weenies. But uh, before we get into all that, we'll hop into some news around the NFL and check in with Ben and see how he's doing. Seems very on brand for Aaron Rodgers to listen to a podcast on Thanksgiving and ignore all of his family members. Oh, yeah. Well, he's not even with them, more than likely. That's fair. All right, we've got a fun episode for Aaron you all Rogers today. on a lonely Thanksgiving. <laughs> By himself with his crack pipe. <laughs> oh, my God. Aaron, don't do crack. That's not good. <laughs> uh, we've got some news on this episode. Uh, we've also got, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, some players that we are thankful for this fantasy season. Maybe they've carried us uh, in some leagues that we care about. Or maybe um, just they've just come leagues. through in the clutch. Yeah, they, they have they've been stalwarts for us on our fantasy teams this year. So we'll talk about them. And of course, weekly weenies. But why don't we hop right into it and we'll start talking. Obviously. Some news. Uh, a very thrilling bit right here that I am so excited to see play out. Emphasis I don't know if on it's, the... Yeah, I don't know if it's so thrilling. So excited. Sam Darnold will start Sunday for the Carolina Panthers. He's back! Oh it's happening. God. The circus continues. They thrilled the, the 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 Panthers quarterback situation. I mean, I, we've been memeing uh, Zach Wilson over the past few days, in I guess just in general. But the Panthers quarterback situation is maybe the worst in the NFL. And Zach, they get did to deserve, replace it. Zach deserves what he's getting right now. He's an idiot for sure. But but that's the Panthers been rolling. That's with, a different story. Yeah, the Panthers been rolling with PJ Walker. Uh, Baker Mayfield, who's been horrendous. And now they're like, oh, well, those those two stink or are hurt, and so we're going to go with Sam Darnold, who is not any better. In fact, he's probably worse. I said that's the worst option of all three. They're all bad, and, and I, I do think he's the I, worst. It's, that's embarrassing. I think P.J. Walker's the best of them. I would agree. I really do. I feel like PJ Walker Mayfield offers, is PJ Walker offers the most upside of the three we, for the offense. Maybe not individually. Baker Mayfield is just like a, a torpedo to the entire offense. He's terrible, and and Sam Darnold is. We, I don't know. We made we made fun of Baker so much, and it it really was Nick Chubb, and that offensive line that that truly did just absolutely carry him for four years in Cleveland. And you put, yeah. like, Jacoby Brissett, like, if Deshaun Watson wasn't coming back, like, Jacoby Brissett has put in a pretty decent performance to, like, keep the starting job. Like, that's how bad Baker Mayfield was. Yeah, yeah, he's made Jacoby Brissett look like a completely solid, okay, average NFL starting quarterback. That is... Yeah, that's, that's something. Not good. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams waived Darrell Henderson today, which means Ben, 
Fill everybody in. What is what does this mean? Say it together. Say it together. Three, two, one. Cam Akers. Cam Akers! It's coming. It's coming, baby. Let's go. <laughs> we were calling for it. Uh, beginning of the year. Uh, it turns out to be one of our biggest misses we had all season. But yep. we're still holding on to hope. Daryl Henderson's gone. Uh, will Kyron Williams start? Probably. <laughs> but I'm hopeful for Cam Akers. I've got him in a dynasty league. I got him for free. So what's the worst that could happen? That's pretty much exactly how I feel about him, right? I mean, he is he was very at least in, in dynasty leagues, right? If you drafted him in redraft, you you feel like an imbecile. But in in dynasty leagues, at least in our situations, we got him off the waiver wire for nothing. So it's you know, there's always the chance that maybe he could turn into something and end up actually being a pretty decent fantasy asset. The problem is the offensive line is terrible. Uh, Cam Akers has shown zero flashes of being good, and so have the Rams also shown zero flashes of being good. So He did look – he looked okay this past week. He had 12 carries, 61 yards. That's the most efficient outing I've ever – I've seen from him in a long time. So it's you – know, it's not the worst. Yeah, I don't think that this is a, like, the Achilles stole everything from him. I just really think, like, the offense is terrible. and It's such a, it's a horrible situation. It's a very bad situation. It, like, at the beginning of the season, we thought that this was a top 10 offense in the NFL, and therefore we thought, this is a great situation. He's going to be a league winner just because the offense is awesome. Turns out everybody was wrong. The offense is horrendous. It's. I was looking at the standings in that division, and it's like it's legitimately completely opposite from what I expected it to be. We all expected Seattle to be the worst team in the division. They're in first place. We expected, I at least I thought that the Cardinals would make a pretty solid push to be the second best team in there with the 49ers. So I had them at two. I think they're in third place. I knew the 49ers would be good. The 49ers are always going to be a problem just with their style of play, Shanahan, that defense. They're in second, and then the Rams are in dead last. It's it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's a complete cluster. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Rams waved Darrell Henderson. Honestly, you could have a situation where Henderson recoups some value for you because he's probably on your waiver wires. Um, and depending on who picks him up, like, that could be potentially interesting. We we obviously don't know where he's his situation could yet. improve. How about yeah, so maybe let's just throw a throw a suggestion. Carolina, Dante Foreman. Yeah, I, I mean, he did not have a great week this past week. I don't know if he's any better than Deontay Foreman. I'll be honest. With I you. don't know. I don't think he is. I think Deontay Foreman's fine. I don't know. I was just I was just you know quick racking my brain. Yeah, maybe maybe where if he does goes he, to where like does he Broncos, go? This an upgrade. The Broncos. It just for the rest of the season. Yeah, for dynasty, I don't kind of I is think that what you're talking about, like rest of the season value. Right. Yes. Yes. I don't know. Dynasty. I guess you you hang on to him if you've got a deep enough league where he's on your bench. But fair enough. Uh, let's see here. Cowboys and Giants right now look like the favorites to land Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I, I really don't think this is all that surprising, to be honest with you. I mean, Odell and the Cowboys, that just seems like it fits. Um, they need a wide receiver. It's the Cowboys, the brand, Odell, the personality. He's sort a of all big meshes. enough personality to go there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he can be a great He'll be a cancer in the locker room in a cancerous locker room. <laughs> <laughs> exactly he he fits right in there him and jerry jones thick as thieves uh the giants though that one's fascinating right because this is a completely different giants team than the one that he played for several years ago they're actually competently coached and it's uh they're winning uh and they have zero receivers literally in none desperate need of a wide receiver desperate they have need. absolutely none they got rid of. I've Kyrie never seen Tony. a team with more need of a wide receiver in a long time. 
they have it is down to Kenny Galladay, Richie James, and Darius Slayton at wide receiver for the Giants. They are incredibly limited. Slayton is flashed here and there, but it's never more than a game or two. And I don't know who Richie James is, and Kenny Galladay <laughs> would be the wide receiver four at best on any other team. At best. He's probably a wide receiver five on most teams. The only reason I know who he is is because I took him in a, I think it's a 20-team fantasy league, and I picked him up in like the 38 millionth round, uh, just like as an auto pick, because I don't know who any of these guys are. And he scored a touchdown week one, and I was like, hey, free. You know, when you get six points from a guy that you didn't know existed in a 20-team league, you automatically are good. associated with that player for the rest of your existence. You're when like, you get that somebody guy, in the 15th round of a 20-team league, that's... <laughs> you're scraping... I mean, you're you're drafting players that... Like, if somebody I drafted told players you, on the IR in that league. <laughs> <laughs> you're taking players that, like, like we, if, we if did somebody that draft, told you they played Mexican football, you'd be like, yeah, sure. It makes total sense. Who is who's the 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 third wide receiver in Denver preseason? He tore his ACL. Oh, What's Tim his name? I can't, I can't even remember. Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick had already torn his ACL, and I drafted him in that league when we drafted. <laughs> <laughs> this is a redraft league, mind you. You said, yeah, we're taking the league. we're taking the guaranteed zeros over these guys that are probably well, it also was, guaranteed it was like zeros. Guys who were. It was guys who were free agents. I'm like, okay, I'll just take Tim Patrick. Why not? <laughs> For the memes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess, um, I don't know. I, I don't know which is better for Odell, to be honest with you, the Cowboys or the Giants. I feel like both are fine. I think the Giants, that has the potential for him to make a huge impact just because they are so needy at the position that he could go in there and he can give you 70 yards a game uh and and potentially be something very very interesting but the cowboys i don't that's probably not in the realm of possibilities you got a chance to go farther there right i think with the cowboys that's like a better real life nfl move i think the fantasy move is the giants but the you could go longer in the playoffs with the cowboys Absolutely. If you have two receivers, yeah. a good tight end, two running backs, that bodes well for your playoff run and your future there. So I, I totally get why the Cowboys really need to add him. So it'll be really interesting to see where he lands. I think I saw a story that said he is going to tour uh, facilities after Thanksgiving. Mm. Did you, uh, He's, uh, did you come all eyes are going to be on him for the next week or so. Oh, my dog fell off the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Just died. Yeah, don't, don't worry about it. She's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, the the moment we've all been waiting for, Kyle Pitts tears his – he tore his MCL on Sunday. He's going on IR. Uh, he will be out at least four to six weeks, but most likely his season's done. He's probably going to get surgery. Uh, yeah. No big – change for next year but it looks like the 2022 version of Kyle Pitts is done yeah I mean it's been done for a few weeks <laughs> it's been done since week two I I feel bad for the player Kyle Pitts um yeah I just I feel bad for him but at the same time it's I don't I don't think that see th- see things were improving for him the Falcons are apparently insane because we're trying to win a Super Bowl. They said we're not going to make a quarterback change as long as we're contending. I'm like you're four and six. I don't care if you had the lead on the division. Your team is terrible. Marcus Mariota's terrible, but we're not going to we're not going to get rid of him for at least the rest of this year. So it's it's a bad situation. It's bad all around. And yeah, yeah. Now we get to transfer all of this pent-up energy to Drake London because you would have thought that losing a player like Kyle Pitts in the offense would mean more funneled targets to Drake London. He's going to have a 45% target share every week, and he's going to end up with four targets every week. Yeah, that's that's so bad. It's so <laughs> bad. <laughs> so rip uh, Kyle Pitts, pour one out. Moving but I don't on. think it's really I don't think it's really hurting anybody. 
the Broncos I don't, waved. It doesn't kill you for fantasy. Not even, not even a little bit. The Broncos waved Melvin Gordon today. So I guess okay. Did you see the uh, the news story where they were talking about the reason why he got waved uh, and some of the rumors around yeah. why he got waved? So obviously he fumbled um, Sunday. It was like his fifth fumble of the year. So that I'm sure fumbling has been his issue for a while. He's he's fumbled a lot. Um, that I think was the official reason. But the unofficial reason was that he fumbled, and then in the locker room after the game, he was blasting future, and and that was the straw apparently that broke the camel's back. <laughs> Russ did not like him playing future in the locker room. Here's my next question. Why are we defending Russ? I don't know. Show me one we're, thing we're Russell not. has done to deserve defense right now. There's crickets. I'd blast future to try to motivate him. Something. <laughs> Make him mad gets cut. What if what have you what have you done for <laughs> Okay. Well they Fair paid enough. him too much money, so they have to kind of keep him happy now. They kind of have to listen to him. And Melvin oh, well. Gordon is I guess honestly he looks a little washed, so you know, whatever. But he got yeah, I mean, cut. He was he wasn't looking good even when he was playing. No, no, he was looking like a total bum. So no. maybe he'll get picked up somewhere decent. But honestly, in Denver, that was his best chance to succeed. So he's probably going to be worth nothing. I I guarantee you though, the Ravens, they'll be in the mix to sign them some Melvin Gordon. <laughs> they seem to have the market cornered. You on know they love him a thirty-something-year-old running back. <laughs> they love those running Give backs. Give me that well 30, past 30 something. Prime. He's oh, got man. like one or two 100, garms, ga- 100 yard games left in his legs, and we're going to get him. Yep. Uh, Wandale Robinson, receiver Which for the Giants. Thinking. Speaking of the Giants, he tore his ACL. Kind of He's out for the this year. earlier. Yeah, they have yeah, nobody. This left. is why they need a deal. So, yeah, they will most likely, you know. They're in the mix for Odell now. Wondell Robinson was really interesting this year, uh, but he just never really... I don't know. He showed flashes of potentially being something for fantasy football, uh, but he wasn't really to the point where you were starting him unless it was a very deep league. So maybe in the future he'll be really interesting, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm not really 100% sold on Wondell Robinson as a fantasy asset for the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much the same thing. I don't I don't dislike him. I like the talent, but he just doesn't he doesn't profile as a dominant wide receiver, so No, he's he's little he was injured honestly all the time this year constantly. He was dealing with something. Uh obviously the ACL is really really unfortunate, but it, there was nagging stuff constantly. He he's that small frame uh, he he seemed to produce when he was healthy, but that, I mean, he just wasn't on the field a ton this year. Yeah. In very Moving exciting on. news, the Lions have designated stud Going from one rookie. injury to another. <laughs> they have designated well, we Jameson hope, we hope Williams. He's a stud. We think he's a stud, right? I, I'm not sure, but maybe. They designated him to return We're gonna from find out. the PUP. So but I don't know. I don't think this means that he will play uh, Thursday. Uh, he probably plays in a week and a half, um, week 13. Uh, but it's great news for JMO for the passing offense. It'll be really fun to see how good he is down the stretch because, you know, he's obviously been nothing up until this point but the talent's intriguing a lot of we told you we told a lot of people honestly to stash him on your IR spots and just kind of see what you've got and then cut bait if there's nothing there but he's he's intriguing to say the least yeah I'm I'm very excited TJ Hawkinson's gone so that should open up a lot of more opportunity than he would have had DeAndre Swift is 
he's obviously still suffering from an injury just because he's not getting on the field hardly at all, which means it's right now it's the Amonra St. Brown show, and that's been fine. Amonra has been really, really good, but I am very interested to see what that tandem can look like. How does it hurt Amonra St. Brown? I don't know yet. I, I got to see it on the field first, but... Yeah, it's it's for now. It's just one of those situations to watch very closely. Finally, Justin Fields dislocated his shoulder on Sunday, and there's really no scare, boy. Yeah, yeah. He there's really no. It wasn't his throwing shoulder, fortunately. Right, Uh, but the I guess nebulous part of this is that the Bears don't know if his season is done or if he's going to be fine and will play again Sunday like there's a wide range of outcomes with this injury right now uh, and we don't really know yet which one it's going to be we could see him again in 2023 or next week yeah and it's very possible honestly with the way their season's gone so far that they just shut him down regardless that is that's in there too which I wouldn't – I mean, it's, yeah, it's one of those things that wouldn't surprise me. I would hate to see it because he's really started to come into his own. So I would hate for his season to end now and lose all the momentum that he's picked up to this point and then have to try to pick back up in the offseason. But, you know, it, it would make sense either way. Yeah, I mean, they – I think they know what they've got with him now. I think we've seen enough flash from Justin Fields to know that he's a competent NFL quarterback. Uh, so I don't think they need to see more to know uh, if he's going to be their guy or not. I think they, they know that for sure now. It's really just a matter of can they get the rest around him up to snuff. And if he's out and they're playing God knows who is their backup, they're going to stink. Uh, and then it's just a matter of they're basically tanking. They're trying to get a better draft pick in order to surround fields with, with better players. And so I can see the argument yeah. for that. Um, but obviously obviously you don't want him to miss time. That, that goes without saying. Uh, for fantasy especially, I mean, he's, he's been tearing it up. So, so fingers crossed on that. If you, I guess I, we saw a lot of people that got Justin Fields off waivers but also had another quarterback as well, like a, a Kyler Murray, a Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, something like that. Uh, and they then traded the stud, the known commodity quarterback, for like a wide receiver running back. Oof. And now they're kind of stuck with Justin Fields as a question mark. And a great shiny running back. They might have gotten Joe Mixon or Damian Pierce or something, but, but now they have question marks at quarterback again. You're back to streaming again. Yeah, Which is never could, fun. That's, that's not a fun existence. Have fun with Jared Goff. Hey, everybody. Uh, a quick little announcement. Sorry to interrupt. But I have a couple things I want to say really, really quickly. Number one, if you enjoy this show, the absolute best way for the show to grow, for people to find out about the Fantasy Brothers, is for you to go in there to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Uh, if you'll just drop five stars in there, leave a review of the show that works so well with Apple podcasts and they then show the fantasy brothers to more people. So, uh, if you're listening on Apple podcasts, please leave a review. It would be wonderful. And then if you're listening anywhere else, Spotify, Stitcher, Google podcasts, just rate the show. Uh, if you enjoy the show, give it five stars and it will do the same thing there. Also, if you want to go further, if you really enjoy what we're doing here and you want to partner with us, Go find us on Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash fantasy brothers. There'll be a link to it in the description wherever you're listening or watching as well. Uh, and just hop in there, you know, as as low as $2 a month, a cup of coffee a month, as they say over here. Uh, and that, that just supports us and lets us know that you enjoy what we're doing and that you've had fun listening to the podcast or have learned some things and, and maybe your fantasy teams are doing pretty well this year. So that's it. Leave a review. Find us on Patreon. And uh, we'll be eternally grateful. And so now, without further ado, let's hop back into the show with Ben when we're talking about players that we're thankful for for this fantasy season. The player I am the most thankful for, and this this was before the season, and this is right now, it's a healthy Jonathan Taylor. 
Jonathan Taylor is my favorite running back in football. He's explosive. He is fast. He will run over you. There's nothing about Jonathan Taylor's game I don't like. He has had an absolutely dominant snap share since returning. Even in last week's game, he didn't look quote-unquote amazing, and he still got you 14 points, like 20 carries, 80 yards, a touchdown. Awesome. I'll take that every single week. And the best part about Jonathan Taylor is we get to dunk on everyone who called us crazy for buying him low. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he, so, uh, yes, I'm thankful for Jonathan Taylor. He's... It's a fun time when Jonathan Taylor is playing well. Let's put it that way. It's, you know, there's reasons to be thankful. Like a mini Derrick Henry out there. Mini? He's just... Mini. Well, he's like Derrick Henry. He's not 6'4". If, if he went on Weight Watchers and was a little shorter. Yeah. It's, it's if you, like... Pound for pound, they're probably pretty even. But Jonathan Taylor's like 5'11", 220. He's not 6'4", 250. I forget how big Derrick Henry is. Dude is... Derrick is a monster. <laughs> they don't call him the Yeti for nothing. He's, he's terrifying. Oh my gosh. Uh, all right. The yeah, he's, he's number awesome. one player that I am most thankful for. And honestly... If you've played fantasy this year, he probably is the player that you're most thankful for because he's the biggest positional advantage. If you've had him on your team for the past football. five years, you're feeling like you're untouchable because honestly, you probably are. Travis Kelsey has been nothing short of unbelievable. Like, I looked at his uh, fantasy points, he is basically the wide receiver two in fantasy as a tight end. And so that's translated into he scored 79 more fantasy points than the tight end two, which is Mark Andrews. He's averaging per week eight more fantasy points than Mark Andrews is. And the tight end three, we talked and about this a Andrews little bit last had, week. has had a couple. Andrews been a little banged up. Sorry, go ahead. I was interrupting. No, you're good. He's been a little banged up. He's but not still. Up I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he was healthy. He would have. But even if he was healthy, I don't think he'd be caught with caught up with Kelsey right now. No, Mark Andrews for his career averages about 14 half PPR points per week, and Travis Kelsey right now is averaging 19. I think so. He is. He's on Jeez. a different level, to say the least. If your starting running back is doing that, you're happy with that. Yeah, but he has literally. He scored 189, I think, half PPR points. And I want to say Stephon Diggs is in the 190s. So it's like, it's very close to Stephon Diggs. Right there. Right, right there. So he's he's been unbelievable because tight ends this year, I think more than in years past, have really been bad. Um, so if you have had anyone other than Mark Andrews or Kelsey, you've been pretty much hung out to dry. There have been pop weeks here and there. Um, but even the other guys that we consider good, like George Kittle, Darren Waller, Waller's been horrific, and George Kittle's been really hit and miss this year. So, uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey, league winner. And you, we just lost Dallas Goddard. He's been the he's probably been the only other that's been like consistently, like I can plug Dallas Goddard in and get 10 points on the regular. Yeah. And he's on the IR now, so. And you're plugging in Kelsey and literally getting double that. <laughs> that that just is crazy. You're, you're getting what your opponent's starting running back is in your tight end spot. It's essentially, to put this in perspective, the difference between Travis Kelsey and TJ Hawkinson is the difference per week between Justin Jefferson and Jacoby Myers. <laughs> that oh, is God. <laughs> that is ridiculous. He is. He is, that's not fair, oh, man. That's not nice. <laughs> it's just, it's we, just rude. I feel like we, and I was probably one of those guys too in the off season. We're like, how you know Kelsey? He's getting older. Like, how much more can he keep doing this? Like, no, nah, I'm, I'm probably preferring you know Mark Andrews to it. Maybe, you know, he's he has completely shut that out. Like, until I, until I physically see the decline on the field. 
You you slap me if I ever put anyone over <laughs> Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Kelsey's been great. Uh, all right, enough of Kelsey. That that was my soapbox moment. Uh, for you, your number two player you are thankful for. I am incredibly thankful for DeAndre Hopkins coming back. And coming back <laughs> and immediately being a top 10, top 5 wide receiver. Like, right away returning to form. And mainly because uh, in one of my main dynasty leagues, I had Jamar Chase. And it's a it's a really good team. It's a contending team. And Jamar Chase goes down. And I had DeAndre Hopkins stashed on the bench. And as soon as Chase goes down, I, put, I immediately can just flop DeAndre Hopkins right there and there's almost no difference on the team like it just it just kept the ball rolling yeah that's that's a luxury item to say the least yeah it felt it felt really good like oh no you lost Jamar Chase what am I gonna do oh wait he's got DeAndre Hopkins waiting right there I'm good and he it's like immediately came back and he's averaging like 15 17 points a week yeah there's there's that one league we talked about with the median where I took Hopkins in the draft at an extremely deflated price because of the suspension, uh, and I also took Cooper Cup, rip, uh, rest in peace, and Stephon Diggs, and so I got three weeks basically of uh, like an unstoppable tsunami at wide receiver. And it was very fun while it lasted. Now Cooper Cup's out, and it kind of has gone to the wayside. But you scroll down through the wide receivers, 20, 20, 20, 20. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's just something nice about going in there and start at a start three wide receiver league, and they're all getting you 25 points a week. Feel, feels real good. I got 70 points from my wide receivers this week. What did you get? <laughs> you got guys coming in there. They're like, I felt really good. I got 35. It's like, mm. I'm starting Terry McLaurin and uh, C.D. Lamb. Like, hey, got me 30 points this week. All right. Oh, just one of his receivers got that. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, man. D-Hop has been really good. Uh, the number two player I am most thankful for this year, and maybe because it's the narrative sort of shifted on him a little bit in the offseason, but it is Austin Eckler. Uh, I think... Some of this was, I sort of called my shot on him, plus I have him in a a main dynasty league as well, a competing team where I wasn't sure if if I needed to move off of him in the offseason. I knew he was getting older, and uh, I knew that the Chargers have been trying to add in another running back into that rotation for years, but it just, it hasn't happened yet, and Austin Eckler has been... They, they cannot. Austin Eckler's been the biggest cheat code, I guess. He's not, like, he's the RB1 by, like, two points. So it's it's not just, you know, he's not outscoring everybody by ridiculous. Yeah, he is the RB1. Uh, you know, some people drafted him there off of his season last year. He was the RB2. But he... He's continued scoring touchdowns. We were worried about the TD regression, which there's been some. I don't think he's on a 20-touchdown pace this year, but he's got 11 right now, uh, and he has scored more touchdowns. And we're in week past. 11. Yeah, he's scoring once per week. So he's he's on a 17-tutty pace. That's, that's still ridiculous. Um, he scored more touchdowns than any other running back in the past, uh, if you add up this year and last year. So... That's ridiculous. And on top of that, he is on another level this year in the receiving game. He's got 15 more catches than Christian McCaffrey in through 11 weeks. So he's already at 83 targets as a running back. And I think the uh, 83 targets through 11 games would have been like the third best running back in targets all of last season. I, I would have to get fact-checked on that. But it was in that same sort of range where, like, if he had 83, that was, like, top three last year. And he's got that in 11 games. He's been great. I do I do kind of expect it to temper off a little bit as Mike Williams and Keenan Allen finally get healthy. But that's not taking away from anything he's done. And, I mean, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were healthy all of last year, too. 
So and he still dominated. So yeah, maybe if nothing his touchdown else, upside even goes up even more. That's what I'm thinking. Like he he was still scoring a bunch when they were out, but he was sort of. I think the targets will floor. come down slightly. Right, but the touchdown opportunity probably goes up because it, inside the ten yard line, they're looking to they're going to get him. The out offense of the is going to score more. Exactly, they're they're looking to get. Austin it's Eckler it's been this it's been this the story all season is, and you know I've got Herbert across quite a few leagues actually, and every time they get in the red zone, I'm like okay, well, Herbert's definitely not going to score because it's going to be Eckler no matter what, and it is like every single time. Herbert walks away with 13 points. They got in the red zone three times, and all of them went to Eckler. <laughs> yep. <laughs> On brand, it's, Eckler. It's Eckler's been great. You're number three, the final guy that you are most thankful for this year. All right. All right, this one feels feels really bad. It feels like a low blow, and I apologize. But we talked about him a little bit earlier, and I feel I, – I truly do feel bad for the player – Himself, you never want to see anybody go down with an injury. But if it had to be anybody, I'm glad Kyle Pitts is on the IR for <laughs> a number of reasons. It's so bad. He can, he can, he <laughs> he can get healthy, and then he can he can he can stay away from the disaster area that is Marcus Mariota. And finally, in the leagues I have him, I don't have to stare down my tight end position and be like, I got to start Kyle Pitts, right? Like, I just, I can't start him. And it's it's so much of a relief, and it feels so nice to be like, there's just not the option to start Kyle Pitts. I have to start <laughs> Tyler Higby or somebody like that. You're over like, him. It's you're so, like, it's so such relieving. a relief. I have to start Tyler Higby. <laughs> I said nobody like, ever. I, like I'm staring down <laughs> Kyler. I'm staring down Kyle Pitts and like Cole Komet. I'm like, do I like Cole Komet's probably going to get me four points, but so is Kyle Pitts. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, Kyle Pitts could give me it's a yards. weight off my. It's a weight off my shoulders that I don't have to. That like I don't even have the option to start Kyle Pitts anymore. Oh dear. I am very thankful for that. Oh my god. Uh You're not wrong <laughs> because now you don't have the decision, but uh rest in peace Kyle Pitts. We hope that the Atlanta Falcons decide I do hope for a healthy return passing the ball next year. He is he is really one of my favorite players. I was so excited when they took him. Um and I really am excited for his future. He is he is the building piece for our future, and Arthur Smith needs to realize that. Amen to that. I, I hope next year is a different story. Hopefully, y'all get a quarterback. A quiet, maybe you'll go get Jer- Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody. That would be... Oh, that would be so I would nice. love that. That would be so good. Anyways, uh, all right. The final guy that I am thankful for... And this is like, he's been great, but really this is context, right? In this situation, Ramondre Stevenson is one of the players that I'm incredibly thankful for. And I think the reason I'm thankful for him is not necessarily that he's the RB9 this year, which is, that's been awesome. But really it's in one of my main leagues, I traded for Lamar Jackson in the off season. And as part of that deal, I got Ramondre Stevenson as a little bit of a throw in. Obviously, he was not, you know, the flashy asset uh, that he was that he is right now. Back then, it was it was Damian Harris was the leader of the backfield, and Ramondre was kind of the future play. It was like you know, in a couple of years, in a year, he might take over the backfield and be really cool. Uh, but he's doing it this year, and he's been averaging sixteen point three PPR points per week this year. He's been awesome, uh, and I got him as a throw in, and I've been able to slot him in there in my running back spot and he's been very very good it's been it's been so nice it's refreshing to have that extra running back that you didn't know you were going to have that's just awesome like somebody gets injured by week let's just not lose hardly any production at all and start this guy basically you're you're i've got austin eckler saquon barkley in there 
Uh, and so Ramondre doesn't get started every week. But in the weeks, in the bye weeks, in case of injury, I don't feel that bad. Like the 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 drop from He's Saquon to Ramondre's, yeah, it's it's like a three point drop per week. That's 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 great. I feel awesome about that. So, yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Those are the players we are thankful for. Yeah, Hit us up it. in the DMs on Instagram. Let us know some of the players you're thankful for. We'll, we'll probably drop like a poll or something uh, uh, tomorrow uh, on Thanksgiving Day, players you're thankful for. But let's get out of here with some weekly weenies. Ben, lead us through them. Some players let's, we're let's not thankful them. for. To say the least. Uh, Damian Pierce, bro had 2.7 points. He's been on fire lately. And this one, like, I, I'm not saying I expected it. I think Damian Pierce is great. I think he would be great moving forward. But this is kind of just the risk you run with a player like Damian Pierce, where he he himself is a very good player. And the usage he gets in the offense is very good. However, he doesn't catch very many passes, if any at all. And the offense is bad. So that's just the risk you run with Damian Pierce. Harris is, you know, Damian Pierce. Damian I'm sorry, Pierce is these weeks can happen when Damian with Damian Pierce is these weeks can happen where he doesn't get much going on the ground. So if he doesn't score that week, that's that's kind of just it because he's not going to catch any passes. Yep. I don't know if you have <laughs> Pretty much. To add on Damian Pierce. No, uh, yeah. I saw him get. But, body I mean, slammed. I'm not worried. He's still fine moving forward. He's he's good. He'll be good. He'll be fine. He got body slammed. Yeah, did you see that? I didn't see that. Somebody picked him up and threw him on the ground Mm-mm. like it was WWE. That's a penalty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're right. It is a penalty. I, I know. Uh, <laughs> I you know who's somebody who deserves deserves to be body slammed is Clyde Edwards-Lear. Get this man. Wait, uh, hold, off on, the field, hold on, hold on, hold on. Get him off my fantasy rosters. Say this man's name again. What was that? Clyderus Lair? I had a I had a mini stroke when saying his name. <laughs> it's Clyde Edwards Hilaire. There's a hyphen in between Edwards and Hilaire. Oh, I'm gonna put you man. on the weekly when he's here in a second. I'm gonna body slam you. Uh, Clyde Edwards Lair. Point nine points. I think he got hurt, but I don't care. He still sucks. Uh, DJ Moore. Fair enough. What was, what was that? What was that, DJ? That was the Baker Mayfield I special. Will, I will give DJ a pass. That's the Baker Mayfield effect. Uh, Rondell Moore. I get you got hurt, but you don't have to have negative points when you get hurt, dude. That is unacceptable. Mm. Uh, uh, oh God. Here's, let's, we're going to, we're going to take a time out here and talk about this one for a minute. Zach Wilson. Uh, five points. I think he – let's let's pull up Zach's stats for me, for you real quick. I do know Zach, he went uh, five, Zach turned uh, a lot nine, of this week. What was it, nine for 22 passing on Sunday against the Patriots? I get that's it. What, it's Bill it was, Belichick and the Patriots, but good God. I was not surprised. I was watching, uh, you know, you know, NFL Countdown or whatever, uh, you know, before the games, and everybody was like, you're talking about Zach Wilson should have a good game. Like, I think this is he finally gets it done. And, like, the whole time I'll say, no, he doesn't. He's not that great a quarterback. And, like, he cannot – the Jets in general cannot beat the Patriots. So I expected a bad game. And then if he had a bad game. And then he took zero responsibility for it. It's not my fault. <laughs> they said, Zach, did you have a bad game? He said, do you feel no. like you let the defense down? They had negative 21 passing yards in the second half. Negative. Negative. And then when he was asked, do you feel like you let the defense down? He said no. (laughs) Way to lead a locker locker room, bud. Explain Explain to me where you went wrong. You, you, sir, you're the quarterback of the football team. I don't care... If in a loss you throw for 500 yards and six touchdowns, if you lost the game, you take responsibility for it. You are the quarterback. You're the leader. Step up and do something. He's not a leader. He's soft. He is weak. And I don't want Zach Wilson on a fantasy team or my or my NFL team. 
to I'm be fair, when he was coming into the NFL, we were split on him. I was of the opinion he was going I, to I did like him. Out. I did like him. I liked his pure just arm talent. And I got I got fooled by a flashy arm. He's not he's not a good quarterback. You saw that pro day and just like every NFL team, you said, Oh, he's gonna be good. I liked and, his and he's not. I liked his highlights, like the the throw off platforms, like the moving around in the pocket and just hitting guys from these crazy arm angles. I'm like, it looks Patrick Mahomes esque. Not that he would be that, but like those are the kind of plays Mahomes makes. And he's not even he's not even in the same stratosphere. He's not even the same league as as Justin Fields, much less Patrick Mahomes or anybody like that. So, yeah, Zach Wilson's done. I think the Jets have even said they're not committing to him long term. So that's fun. Yeah, a reporter asked Robert Sala. He said, "Are you gonna let us know, like, you know, right now who's gonna be the starter on Sunday?" And Robert Sala opened his statement with, "There's been a lot going on." <laughs> dot 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 and it was one of those things where it was like yeah no Zach Wilson Zach Wilson about to get replaced yeah, he's not gonna stop and uh, moving on to my favorite player in the NFL Josh Allen said he's had a couple bad weeks in a row and I think I'm wondering if the injury is playing a bigger part than we like to or that we think it is but either way he had two interceptions against Minnesota he didn't have a horrible game this past week he just didn't throw a touchdown and also if your name is josh allen much. and you're playing a game of football yeah he only had like two carries for like eight yards but you're josh allen and you're not playing in six feet of snow so i expect 30 points plain and simple 13 is not going to cut it so yeah you're on the weekly weenies josh and even though i love you justin jefferson another one of my favorite players and this is more kirk cousins fault still he scored like three points that's that's not going to get it done. We've we've nope. Justin Jefferson is like pretty con, is like very consistent, except for like he has two or three games a year where he scores single digits, and this is one of those games. It's it's and it's, it's always bit. where just Kirk Cousins decide he wants to turn into a pumpkin. It's it's never Justin Jefferson's fault. It's the offense decides to turn into a Snickers bar and and they just yes they're terrible. Justin Jefferson is so good. He's one of those guys, if if the game goes wrong, I ain't blaming Justin Jefferson. No. He did his he's part. He's exempt. He's he's fine. Yeah. But he's in the weekly weenies, and there's a parenthesis that said weekly weenies, Kirk Cousins. That's what it should say. <laughs> the Kirk Cousins list. Uh, of uh, last, last, I guess, major name guy, A.J. Brown, really kind of did nothing. Devonta Smith was pretty good. Uh, A.J. Brown, I'm still not super worried. He and Devonta Smith are like splitting targets 50-50 right now, especially with Dallas Goddard gone. So he's going to be fine, but you had a bad week, so you make the weekly winnies. Yep. Uh, and one I was really surprised about was uh, Khalil Shakir. Um, I think he had like one point. Shocker. Which is, that's that's crazy. I was not expecting that, honestly. I mean... I I really and thought without Shakir looking it up, if you can tell me, was gonna was gonna blow up Sunday. Right. And uh, in the comment section, if you can actually tell me who Khalil Shakir is and who he plays for without looking it up, I will be impressed. Um, lastly, there's two guys that we have to mention on this list, and if you pay attention to the show, you should be very familiar with who they are. And number one is Kyle Pitts. <laughs> we are going to mention him one last time. This will be the third time on the episode, but one last time. He's on the Weekly Weenies. And here's Josh, I have a question. Do uh-huh. we treat we do we leave him on the Weekly Weenies with him in IR, or do we finally give him a break and just take him off completely since he can't play? Ben, you know the answer to this question. He gets the Calvin Ridley treatment. We leave him on. <laughs> he gets the Calvin Ridley treatment. Who is He's the final player we will be mentioning on the Weekly Weenies? He's on there until he proves us otherwise. He's a mainstay on the Weekly Weenies. Calvin Ridley has been just as effective for your fantasy team as we have this year. 
Except we actually might have been a little bit more effective because maybe we gave you some good advice. I will say this. That pumpkin you ate uh, or carved on Halloween and that turkey that you stuffed full of stuff and that you're eating right now, they have been just as effective for fantasy football this year as Calvin Ridley. They have scored as many points, as many receptions, except Calvin Ridley makes a lot more money than they do. That headless... Very golden-skinned I mean, I mean turkey. I mean, it's dead, and it's very broke, but, you know. I could throw it in my lineup, and it would be just as effective. <laughs> Team, throw the turkey in your lineup. I'd do it. I mean, why not? It's Thanksgiving. You know what? You know, I have one more thing I'm thankful for. And I was just kind of looking at the at the NFL schedule. And so, you know, Thanksgiving's always fun because you're with your family and you're eating a lot of food. And there's three NFL games on a Thursday, which is awesome. One starts at like 1230, which is great. So it's a full day of NFL football. And I Christmas is on a Sunday this year. So I went over like, okay, well, we get a full day of NFL football on Sunday. Let's see what the matchups are. And then I was... So incredibly excited to see that not only that week do we have the NFL on Sunday, so we have the Thursday night game. Most of the games are on Saturday. So we have a straight-up full day of NFL football on a Saturday. Then you have three games on Sunday, and then there's Monday night football. So we get NFL football for four out of five days around Christmas time, and I could not be happier. Wow. It's a Christmas gift. They said, let's give you football every day. That's something to be thankful for. Oh, that's so good. We can end the show on that. Uh, You know, the the NFL scheduling committee, whoever they are, uh, they get to round us out with the stuff we're thankful for. Uh, That'll do it for this one. Everybody, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, We hope you have a wonderful holiday with your friends and family. And we'll see you next week when we're recapping week 12. Maybe we'll get another episode out. Who knows? We don't plan these things ahead. You know, it's a a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants podcast, and that's why you love it. So uh, that'll do it for this one. We'll see you later, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.